I don't know, it may just be me, but uh, I really got a feeling like we could catch fire and have a great season, huh? Welcome to Season 7 of the Raise Your Game Show, a podcast that unpacks proven principles and actionable strategies for high performance in sports and business. And now, here is your host, a performance coach, keynote speaker, and the author of Raise Your Game, Alan Stein Jr. Do you know who I am? No. I, I can't say that I do. I don't know how to put this, but I'm kind of a big deal. Really? People know me. Hey, 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 thank you so much for tuning in and investing your attention with me. In today's episode, I talk all things Butler basketball with my new friend, Graham Honecker. Graham is the executive director of Principal Gifts at Butler University and is the author of the must-read new book, The Cinderella Strategy the game plan behind Butler University's rise to prominence. His book and our conversation provide a compelling blueprint for building a winning culture. You can pick up his book at barnesandnoble.com by searching for Cinderella Strategy. I sure hope you enjoy my conversation with Graham Honecker. Well, Graham, I, I look forward to interviewing all of my guests, but I have been really, really looking forward to having you on, uh, because you just recently wrote a book about something that, that, I'm so interested in learning more about, and that is the Butler way and kind of the behind the scenes of the Cinderella story of the back-to-back Final Fours that were led by Coach Stevens. So with that, let me hand you the mic and and talk to me about the reason for writing the book uh, and and anything else that you want to share. But boy, I can't wait to dive in. Yeah, Alan, thank you so much. I'm a big fan of yours and having read your book, it's really an honor to be here with you this afternoon. Uh, We do have a new book out. Uh, I've got a co-author named Jerry Logan. And it's called The Cinderella Strategy, uh, the game plan behind Butler University's rise to prominence. It'll be out March 1st. The the genesis of the book really traces back to about 30 years ago when Butler, this small little known school tucked in a neighborhood here in Indianapolis, uh, really decided to put basketball at the forefront of its strategy. We're gonna put men's basketball at the forefront, gambling, right? Never knowing what's gonna happen having the patience, building a culture, which I know is a big, you know, you're a big student of, and not knowing that one day you'd hit the Powerball, right, of going to back-to-back Final Fours in 2010, 2011. So I've been at Butler almost a decade, and, you know, this past decade, I've seen so many transformational elements of what's happened here since those two Final Fours. So I wanted to tell that story, And it's a basketball story, but really the larger piece is a leadership strategy, cultural aspect that Jerry and I think these lessons can be applied to any organization. Uh, A couple other motivations. Uh, I'm biased um, and we're not perfect, but as you mentioned in your book, there's been a little bit of cloud in college basketball. And, you know, we think Butler's one of the programs that's done it the right way. And we wanted to showcase that. It's also a very challenging time for higher education, made even more challenging by the pandemic. And a lot of small private schools have really struggled, whereas Butler has really thrived. We can talk about it more as we move on here, but our applications have doubled. Endowments grown 100 million since, two, since 2010. So we've had this ascent 
Um, so we want to we want to say to other schools, hey, that there's a beacon of hope with what we've done. You may not be able to replicate the back-to-back -back Final Fours, but we think there's some some lessons in there. And, and then finally, you know, there's a lot of books on Starbucks, Marriott, Southwest Airlines. I, I joke, my wife's always trying to get me to read fiction, um, but there aren't too many books um, based on a university of, hey, I, I can read about this university and take some lessons and apply it to my business or my organization. So that's the foundation there. And uh, again, we're really excited that it's coming out here in March. Well, I'm so glad you went in that direction because that's what I'm most curious with is, is yes, now that I do a lot of corporate keynote speaking, you hear about Nordstrom and Southwest and you hear about some of these folks that have kind of cracked the code on creating a blueprint for corporate success. Right. And now you've written a book that cracks that code at the university level. But right. as you said, those principles have high utility. Those principles can be applied to a high school program. They can right. be applied to a corporate organization. Right. You've kind of unpacked the Butler way. And, and the best compliment I can give is, you know, as you know, I'm a diehard Duke and coach K fan. And yet I have so much reverence for Butler and have always had kind of a man crush on coach Brad Stevens. So talk to me a little bit more about some of the principles and strategies that, that you learned and that you unpacked in the book. Yeah. So we've got about 14 principles and, you know, I won't give them all away. You have to read the book to, to, to read about all of them, but you know, there are a number of tie-ins with the book that you've written, Raise Your Game, in terms of, we talk a lot about the Butler Way, um, culture, culture being so big, and that sustained culture has been a huge foundation for Butler's success. Now, you mentioned Brad Stevens. One of the things that I think is really amazing, Alan, if there's a program that I think mirrors Butler the closest, might be Gonzaga, in terms of an you know, unknown school that's really risen, had Butler, uh, excuse me, had basketball at the forefront. They've had one coach for all that time, right? And a great coach in Mark Few. We've had six. So a key in that, and this is another element of the book, is hiring is huge. You know, your consistency in hiring and who you're looking for. But each of the coaches that we've had, the Thad Matas, the, uh, you know, the Brad Stevens, the Todd Licklighters, the Chris Holtmans, now Laval Jordan, they really get the Butler way. So you've had that consistency in approach. You know, strategically, uh, another big thing is how do you leverage success? You know, again, I, I compared us to the family that won the Powerball, right? Going to back-to-back -back Final Fours, but you got to decide what you're going to do with the earnings afterwards. So this past decade, awesome, but what are we going to do to leverage that? And a lot of decisions in that process and trying to stay, you know, true to who you are, while moving to this new galaxy of, of where we are. So, you know, I could go on and on. I'm happy to answer other questions, but a, a, lot, of, a lot of things that relate to an organization, just in our case, it happens to be a university. Well, you know, the, the most powerful lesson I pull from what you just said is the Butler way. That there is a, a system, a process, a standard of excellence. There is a way of going about things that means even when uh, the, the CEO, if you will, a Brad Stevens chooses to leave and pursue something else with the Boston Celtics, that there was no drop-off in the Butler way. There was no drop-off in Butler basketball. You know, we can't just use making Final Fours as the only yardstick for excellence, but Butler remains one of the top programs in the country. And you've said you've changed coaches several times. And many times, Butler has been a springboard for coaches to go and get other opportunities and jobs. And, and to me, that's what's most remarkable, that the Butler way is all about consistency and all about having a standard of excellence 
that, that you don't bend for anyone. Yeah, you know, there are two sides to the coin on having these great coaches because they come in and poach them from us. So I'm not going to be sending this book to any athletic directors. I'm joking <laughs> there. But yeah, the, um, the consistency, uh, trying to find people that fit. You know, there are a lot of great coaches out there. Not all of them would, would fit here. And, and right or wrong, we've hired from the inside. You know, either you've played here or you've coached here. Uh, so there's a consistency uh, in that. And it's, you know, the Butler way is really about um, being, being selfless. It's team above self. You can say all these things, but unless you live them, you know, and again, I think one of the neat things is Jerry is not affiliated with Butler. He did his dissertation at Boston College. He had no connection to Butler on the catalytic, catalytic impact of two final fours. So we met a couple of years ago, um, but he, you know, he sees it. When he came to campus, he said, you know, I, I'm not sure if this Butler way is real. And he goes, it was more real than I could ever have imagined. And, you know, so that's, um, you know, that's just a big part of who we are. Getting the right, Jim Collins says, get the right people on the bus, good things will happen. And, and that's what we've, you know, tried to do, you know, here at Butler. And for the listener's benefit, what is your connection to Butler? So I'm, I work here on the fundraising side. I'm the executive director of Principal Gifts. I've been at Butler now nine years. And so I try to keep the lights on by, by raising money. And those, those two final fours have um, certainly helped my, my job over the last decade. We interrupt this program to bring you a special report. How would you like to improve the buy-in and believe-in from every member of your team? If so, you need to check out the newly released StrongerTeam.com. StrongerTeam.com is a comprehensive collection of resources that can be utilized to raise organizational performance from sports teams to Fortune 500 companies by focusing on developing the five C's of a high-performing culture, cohesion, chemistry, communication, collaboration, and commitment. StrongerTeam.com provides you with the tools you need to build a winning organization. Visit StrongerTeam.com to join the movement. You know, another thing that I noticed immediately uh, when you first contacted me was, boy, you got some endorsements and some testimonials yeah. from some icons. One of my all-time favorite being Coach K, of course. Uh, so I'm very curious, as a fellow author, I mean, how did you get some of the biggest names in the world to endorse your book? I, I was so impressed with that. One of the lessons, I hope I'm not giving them all away in, in the book, is at the end of the at the end of the day, and this is more of a fundraising store we include in the book, you have to make the ask, right? If you don't make the ask, you're never gonna know. Fortunately, I've got some connections in the basketball world. And you know, we we've been really blessed to have endorsements from Coach K, Greg Popovich, Jim Nance, Val Ackerman, the commissioner of the Big East, um, some others in the academic and personal growth realm, like uh, Blair Shepard, former dean at Duke, uh, Adam Grant, who's a really, really well-known podcaster. And I say part of it is making the ask. The other element is the tremendous respect people have for Butler, which is a real credit to Butler and, and not necessarily to me, but, you know, Coach K responded in four days. And I know he's a busy guy, right? And it is, the response back was, I have so much respect, you know, for the Butler program. And and that's what we found with a lot of folks that we asked, you know, Mike Roth, the, the um, AD at Gonzaga, you know, I think it took me 10 minutes to get a response from him. And, you know, cause he gets that story cause they've lived it, but, you know, we're really proud of those endorsements and we're really grateful. And, 
you know, hope we've, we've lived up to their endorsement with a, with a good book here. Oh, I, I know that you have. Uh, I believe you said there's a Greg Popovich story that you share in the book. Yeah. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Because I'm a huge Pop fan. I am too. He's one of my favorite coaches of all time. So when I first came to Butler, we were working on renovating Hinkle Fieldhouse, which as a Duke fan is akin to Cameron. Uh, Hinkle was built in 1928. I don't know if you've been, Alan, but you have a standing invitation. It's it's up there with Fog Allen and Cameron. It's one of the great venues, which was just announced that uh, we're going to play NCAA tournament games in Hinkle, uh, given that all the tournaments coming to Indianapolis. When I came, we were working on a $45 million renovation of Hinkle. It really hadn't been touched since 1928. Coming off the final fours, again, going back to leveraging that success, okay, now's the perfect time. We're going to really invest. I mean, we had our weight room, most high schools in the country, their weight room was better than ours. I mean, we had, you know, Iconic and Hoosiers was filmed there, but, you know, a lot of recruits coming in, you know, they weren't even born when, you know, Hoosiers was replayed on TV. So, you know, we had to put some bells and whistles in. Anyway, $45 million, a lot of money for any school. It was a lot of money for Butler. And, you know, we'd sit around on Fridays thinking, who, who can we reach out to who didn't go to Butler but has real respect and reverence for the institution, basketball. Um, the internet is a great tool because you can get on there and, and search. And Greg Popovich is an Indiana native. He's from uh, East Chicago, Maryville area here. And we found these quotes about how much Pop idolized uh, Hinkle and loved coming to see it and occasionally practiced in there. So we wrote a, I wrote a soft sell, cold, cold letter, not cold call, but cold letter which we include the text in the book of the letter. And, you know, not thinking anything would happen. Uh, two weeks later, go to my mailbox and there's a Greg and Aaron Popovich return, uh, you know, address. And you don't know if it's the thin or the thick envelope when you're getting the college admission letter, but um, had a very generous check in, in the envelope. Um, and then we kind of built that relationship. Uh, he invited us and 20 of our donors to one of his practices, came and spoke to our donors for 20 minutes, the Butler Way is reverence for Brad Stevens. Two months later, they win the championship in 2014. So you can imagine what that, you know, that impact of our, for our donors, but uh, the Indianapolis Star picked up on the story. Um, so it always reminds me in sales or fundraising, uh, don't be afraid, uh, take chances. And, um, you know, somebody out there, we call it, a, I think, a hidden constituent. You've got hidden constituents out there that you got to find, but I think he's one of the best coaches ever and I'm really blessed to still be in touch with him. Uh, most certainly. And, and I love that you have the courage to do that. I mean, you, you have to develop some resiliency uh, when, when you do what it is that you do for a living and when you do something like write this book. I mean, worst case scenario, they never get back to you or they politely decline. And, and, and I'm pretty sure you'd be able to move on and live from that. So there's no reason not to ask uh, for things. And, and many times we're pleasantly surprised when somebody of a, a Greg Popovich or a Coach K with all the things they have going on in their, their world, that they're willing to make the time to do something like that. I, I think that speaks highly of them, but as you said, speaks so highly of you and of the, the Butler way. So that's, that's really remarkable. I always said my high school dating life prepared me well for this role in terms of a lot of rejections and unreturned phone calls. <laughs> um, but if you think about it, almost all of us have that mentality of being shy or skeptical about making ask like that. If you can train your mind to get out of that habit and do it, you're going to be in a small percentage that has a better shot of, of getting a yes. So, and I yeah. certainly got my share of no's in, in this yeah. regard. We'll leave those names out of the conversation, but 
you know, again, it's about taking risk and taking some chances. You know, it's always been my belief that rejection is kind of a, a made up mental construct that we have. And here's the way I look at it. If I was speaking from your point of view, uh, at this moment, I do not have an endorsement from Coach K. If I reach out to him and he declines or doesn't write back, I still don't have an endorsement from Coach K. Right. I'm no worse off than I was before. People treat rejection as if it knocks you down a few pegs. You right. have nothing to lose when you ask someone like that. All you have is something to gain. And, and again, I think that's, that's tremendous. Thank you. Last question for you. So I'm a huge believer that teams that read together win together. And whether a high school coach is listening to this or, or the CEO or manager of a sales team, um, I highly would recommend uh, that they get your book in bulk and they read it together as a team. Whether they want to go principle by principle, chapter by chapter, that's up to them. So as we close here, give them a couple of concrete reasons why they will benefit from reading your, your amazing book. Yeah, you know, I go back to those late 1980s. You know, people now see the Butler program, right? We've come a galaxy away. We're in the Big East. We're on TV most nights. Again, a great going back to the, we've had a number of coaches, but we've consistently been in the NCAA tournament. You know, Hinkle, you know, we had this visibility, but 30 years ago, or back in the late 80s, uh, we had 15, that's 15, paid season ticket holders. Um, we would average 1,200 people, you know, during a, you know, for a conference game. You know, now we get about 8,500. Um, back in the mid 80s, you know, Butler looked at basketball and said, you know, maybe we need to go D2. Uh, even in the mid 2000s, we were having to pay to get some of our games on television. So it is the underdog story. You know, we didn't, we didn't start here. We started here. And belief in yourself, right? Whether you're a player, coach, team, you, you always start here and you're trying to get here. You know, you go back to Duke, people think, you know, Coach K came in and, you know, is this machine. You know, he almost, we actually tell this story in the book. Um, you know, three years in, a lot of people wanted him fired, right? Um, but belief in himself, other Tom Butters, the AD then who believed in him. Um, you know, so again, it's an underdog story of, you know, you got to keep grinding. You got to keep grinding, grinding. And, you know, we hit that magic back-to-back -back final fours, but it, it doesn't have to be that. It can be hitting your sales goal or making it to the state tournament. Um, and then it's, it's what do you do after that, right? Uh, one of the things I'm proud about here at Butler is we didn't get complacent. We actually started working even harder, knowing that you have a very small window to capitalize on, a, on a, that bag, that big, hairy, audacious goal that you hit. We had a small window to get there or to, to leverage it, and we've done that. Um, the only other aspects I would say are culture is so important, and this book has a lot of great examples of culture. We tell, you know, there's, you know, some academic aspects to the book, but there's a lot of neat stories on the Greg Popovich's, Jay Wright's, Brad Stevens, you know, cut several others. Um, a lot of the people in your book about culture, communication. Um, so that, that'd be a big factor. The last two things I think, I really like a chapter in your book on cohesion. And this may speak more to the college, you know, side of it, athletic directors. Don't steal our coach. Uh, 
but the alignment between the academic side and the athletic side of Butler. Probably one of the top reasons Butler finds itself where it does. Um, didn't sell out our principles. You know, there's the famous story of the Butler players going to class the morning of the NCAA title game. Yeah. Which, you know, you can imagine what that did for our exposure. We got $1.2 billion in earned media attention from the back-to-back -back Final Fours, but it wasn't just the numbers, those stories, right? But the cohesion between the academic side and the athletic side, and unfortunately, that is a, an issue at some big-time programs, extremely important. And then the final thing, I think, is patience. Um, you know, patience, like I said, it, it wasn't an overnight phenomenon. You know, Coach K, very patient with him. Look at what happened there. Patience here, though, too. Um, Barry Collier, who's our athletic director now, thought he was going to get fired first couple of years. Ultimately got us back into the NCAA tournament. Ultimately, he comes back as the AD, hires Brad Stevens, and the rest is history. Success, as you know, is not an overnight phenomenon. It takes time. But, um, we do believe the book is applicable to you know, a lot of organizations. We are donating some of the prof proceeds to an organization called Project 44. Uh, we had a player named Andrew Smith on those final four teams who died of leukemia. Project 44 honors his memory and tries to save 44 lives through bone marrow awareness and, and uh, registry. So um, again, honored to be on the, the podcast, big fan of yours, and thanks so much for having me. And now a word from our sponsors. How would you like a free copy of my ultimate 90-day planner and habit tracker? If so, all you have to do is visit allensteinjr.com and subscribe to my tribe. I'll send you the 90-day planner along with two more free gifts, the key themes and strategies I share in my keynotes, and a list of the eight books every leader must read. And by opting in, you'll also receive my monthly full timeout and 30-second timeout email newsletters, each of which is loaded with practical, actionable content to help you become the most impactful leader you're capable of. Visit allensteinjr.com to join the movement. Well, that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for investing your time with us. I hope this really helped you raise your game. If it did, would you be kind enough to do me a favor? As soon as you hit stop, will you please leave an online rating and review? Feel free to give it five stars and say something like this. That was awesome. <laughs>